Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lawmaster Program. The AVB's predictions regarding the coming of the Lord God are fulfilled in the man, Tommy L. Hart. This is big, big news. The Bible's Lord God has come as predicted. But not only has the Lord God come, he has also come forward and revealed himself. He has told the people his name in compliance with Psalm 94, 1 and John 7, 4. Having performed the works that the Bible ascribes to God, the man Tommy L. Hart feels the bill for God. It is reported by those who know him best. He has done all things well. Let's hear from the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart. The Great Day. First, I would like to bring to your attention a statement uh, previously uh, made by me. Uh, it has to do with Daniel chapter 9, verse 5, where the Gentiles speak, saying, We have sinned and done iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts. That is to say, even by departing from God's word, God's law, God's will. There's a lot in that statement. I remind you of the definition given for iniquity. Uh, Iniquity, one, gross injustice or wickedness. So that that word iniquity, that's a strong word. Gross injustice or wickedness. And two, iniquity, a violation of right, duty. Uh, Iniquity is a wicked act. Iniquity is sin. So the Gentiles have said, they have, this is a statement of admission. We have sinned and done iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from God's precepts, God's word. Wow. Uh, there are certain charges laid against the Gentiles. Well, they admit that they have sinned. They admit admit uh, to doing iniquity. They admit to doing wickedly. They admit to rebelling against the Lord God, even by departing from his words. Wow. The title of this, again, is The Great day. Now, in Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 17, the Lord says to me, seest thou not what they do? Do you not see what they do? The they. Whether speaking about the Israelites, the Gentiles, or others. Here, they're, they're speaking about do I see what the Gentiles do? The answer to that is yes. 
I see what they do. The Gentiles know what they do. Yeah, they just admitted to sinning, doing iniquity, and wickedly, and rebelling against God. So they know what they have done. The present-day Gentiles know what they have done. They know what state they are in. And what state are they in? They are in a state of rebellion against God. And they admit that in Daniel 9, verse 5. Statement of admission. That's a powerful statement. So we don't have to ask, well, what have the Gentiles done? Uh, They say what they've done in that statement. And remember, iniquity is gross injustice, wickedness, a violation of a duty. According to the King James Bible, the Gentiles have a duty to fulfill, which they have not fulfilled. If you notice in that Daniel 9 verse 5, there is no asking for forgiveness. No asking for forgiveness. Uh, There is no repenting of their neglect of duty to God. There is no sorrow. Their heart is not broken in that they are in a state of rebellion against God. No. They love the state that they are in. To them, you know, as regards them, in other words, they're saying they're not coming back to God. God says, return to me. They say no. No. No matter what you do, God, we are not turning back to you. Wow. That's what the Bible teaches now, okay? All right. All right. So I have this question here, Revelation 9, verse 19. It says, why does he yet find fault? Why does God still yet find fault with the Gentiles? The Gentiles are in rebellion. Okay. Let's see what the uh what the King James Bible has to say further. First Peter four verse seventeen. The time has come that judgment must begin. Time has come that judgment must begin. Judgment against who and what? Judgment against the Gentiles and why? The reason is because of their sinning, doing iniquity, doing wickedly, not only against God, but against God's people as well, and rebelling against the word of God. They not only left the Lord God, they are in rebe- and they are not only rebelling against God, they are rebelling against God and his word. Okay? And you ask, the Bible asks, why does he yet find fault? Okay? Let's give some reasons here. Uh, first, though, John 16, verse 8, and when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin. 
and of should that be righteousness? I wrote down righteousness and of righteousness and of judgment. To do wicked wickedness, commit iniquity, will rebel against God, uh, all of that has to do with sinning. He will reprove the word of sin and of righteousness. Well, righteousness is what the people should do. They should do like that which is righteous. It's righteous to follow the word of God. It's righteous to stay slash turn to the Lord God. It's righteous to uh, obey the word of God. To not obey the word of God is to commit an iniquity and to transgress. That is, to sin. And there's a statement, I'll put it forth again, in Romans that says, the wages of sin is death. So people should not be getting by with doing iniquity and committing sin and even rebelling against God. The book says the wages of sin is death. And you don't know how that death is going to come. The Gentiles themselves know the scripture well. The wages of sin is death. But God sends surprises. He sends surprises. Why does he yet find fault? Because wickedness, rebellion, iniquity still persists. The Gentiles still persist in those things and other people as well, okay? So it's not just the Gentiles, okay, just the Gentiles. All right, let me read it. Uh, Seest thou not what they do? Why does he yet find fault? The time is come that judgment must begin. Uh, it says here in Psalm 1, verse 6, the way of the ungodly shall perish. The way of the ungodly shall perish. Okay. We all know that's in the book. The Gentiles know that's in the book. All right. But they don't care anything uh, for the word of God. They're in rebellion, remember? And with the Gentiles being in rebellion, then what state are the Israelites in? Many of them go along with the Christian teaching, Christianity, the belief in Jesus. All of that is wickedness. All of that is wickedness. It's iniquity. The church does not teach Bible truth. That's why you don't hear any any other things that I teach being taught in the church, in the way of God, no matter how much they talk about the church. The Bible has already said they're all hypocrites. They don't The fear of God is not before their eyes. They obey man rather than God. 
the book says it's better to obey God than man. Uh, those who make up the black church, the Israelite church, follow their pastor. They follow their, their religious teachings. They use the Bible, but they use the Bible hypocritically and um, deceitfully. Not good. Iniquity. Iniquity abounds with the people. The way of the ungodly shall perish. When he is come, he will reprove the world of sin. Uh, first, I mean, Isaiah 16, verse 11. Then shalt thou say to them. So I'm to say to you, because the question is, why doth he yet find fault? Well, here's an answer. Because your fathers have forsaken me, saith the Lord, and have walked after other gods, and have served them, and have worshipped them, and have forsaken me, and have not kept my word. That's a message to the Gentiles. That's a message also to the Israelites. Black people. He said, say unto them. And you follow the steps of your father, your fathers, which again shows you are also in rebellion. You've not kept God's word. This thing about serving Jesus, according to the King James Bible, is iniquitous. It's iniquity. And it gives an answer. The question is asked in Matthew, shall I then do with Jesus? Okay? If the book is telling me through the Son of God that Jesus is is not real, the teaching concerning Jesus coming from the Gentiles is not real, then what shall I do with Jesus? Well, the Bible gives an answer. It says, forsake the, what, what does it say? Forsake the foolish. That's what it says. It says forsake the foolish. It's a foolish teaching, which reminds me of the statement, professing themselves to be wise, now, they, they, they've, they've left God now, and they profess, they profess themselves to be wise. So they leave God, and they make up this religious teaching, okay? God is behind them. No, God is not on their side. He's not supporting them. They've left God, that kind of behind. They've left God behind but anyway, let's let's move on. Let's move on. Jeremiah twenty two verse nine, they have forsaken the covenant of the Lord. The question asked, remember, coming from Revelation, why does he yet find fault? Well, we're given reasons right here. We're given reasons. They have forsaken the covenant of the Lord, their God, and worshiped other gods and served them. Sounds like the the statement uh, in Isaiah sixteen eleven, doesn't it? Following the same line, same line of thought, same reasoning. Jeremiah nine thirteen, and the Lord says, because they have forsaken my law, okay, which I set before them, and and have not obeyed my voice, neither walked therein, 
but have walked after the imagination of their own heart. The question asks, why does he yet find fault? I've given you three or four reasons already. Well, let's see what the next one is. Hosea 6, verse 7. They, like men, have transgressed the covenant. The Gentiles have transgressed the covenant. They have forsaken the law of the Lord, mm. served other gods, done wickedly, committed iniquity, rebel against the Lord God. How many more reasons do you need? The question says, why does he yet find fault? If there's no fault, then he can't find it. There is fault. <laughs> there is fault. And the Lord said, Jeremiah nine thirteen, because they have forsaken my law, which I set before them, and have not obeyed my voice, neither walked therein, but have walked after the imagination of their heart. Hosea 6, 7, they like men have transgressed the covenant, there have they dwelt, uh, no, there have they dealt treacherously against me, says the Lord. They have dealt the they. You should know who the they is now, or they are now. We're talking about the Gentiles. And people, those that follow them in their iniquity, uh, iniquity and rebellion against God and forsaking the Lord God. They, like men, have transgressed the covenant. There have they dealt treacherously against me, says the Lord. Hosea 7, verse 1. They commit falsehood. All these reasons. The question says, why does he yet find fault? Because fault is there before his eyes. There before the Son of God's eyes. Fault is there. That's why he finds fault. Because it's there. This is a lie. This is a lie. Hosea 7 1. They commit falsehood. They commit falsehood. They've dealt treacherously against the Lord God in transgressing from, uh, transgressing the covenant of God. They have not obeyed the voice of the Lord, neither walked therein. That is according to the word of God. But have walked after the ima imagination of their heart. They have forsaken the covenant of the Lord. That's again, uh, rebel against God, committed iniquity. The Gentiles are still holding God's people in captivity. None of these things are taught in the church. Now, ministers read these scriptures, but they don't read them and give the understanding of them like I'm doing. The ministers themselves commit falsehood. They tell lies. They say Jesus is alive and Jesus is coming back. The book shows that Jesus is a fictitious character, and he's not Lord, and the book shows us who the Lord is, the true Lord God, the true Son of God, the true living God. I refer you to our master archive to get the details of those things. So 
they commit, they, the Gentiles and people that follow them, like the Israelites, black people, they, they commit falsehood. Hosea 7, 7, there is none among them that calleth unto me the Lord. All these are reasons in answer to the question, in answer to the question, why does he yet find fault? And what is this great day all about? The book gives us answers. I'm reading them. There's none among them that calleth unto the Lord. Hosea 7.10, they do not return to the Lord their God, nor seek him for all this. Wow. All this stuff, and yet they still refuse to seek the Lord. Numbers of dead don't mean anything to these people. No, it doesn't. They they sacrifice that. They say, okay, we can spare thousand, fifty thousand, or whatever, two hundred thousand. We can spare that. Okay. We can we can spare that. We want to be free. We want to be free of the Lord God. We want to be free of God. You hear him say, "We're free." Yes, they're free from. They're free from God in their rebellion, in their iniquity, in their departing from God, in their wickedness, in their sinning. Now, all of these things are in the Bible. They are in the King James Bible. I'm reading. I'm reading statements coming from the King James Bible. These are not my thoughts. These are God's thoughts. I did not write the Bible. Okay, let's wrap this up and then try to get in a little reading. They do not return to the Lord their God, nor seek him for all this. That's Hosea 7, verse 10. Hosea 7, verse 13. Well, well, let me read this now. Okay, listen. Listen, let me read this. Hosea 7, verse 13, woe unto them. And I see an exclamation point after that. Woe unto them, for they have fled from me. They have transgressed against me and lies against me, says the Lord God. Wow. And the question says, why does he yet find fault? Short answer, because fault is still before his eyes. He sees fault. And these things and these things that I'm reading, they spell out the faults. They don't give them all. I didn't try to write all the faults down, but I just wrote a few of them down. How many does it take? All right. Yes, woe unto them, for they have fled from me. They have transgressed against me. They have spoken lies against me. Isaiah eighteen fifteen. Ye have heard. Ye have said that God is telling the people, the Gentiles, what they have said. Ye have said we have made a covenant with death, and with hell are we at agreement. 
for we have uh we have made lies our refuge and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. All of these statements that I presented in giving the answer to why they are in agreement. Now, those things speak for themselves. Let me do some reading now. Let's go to my book, The Son of God Was Here With Men on Earth. I'm beginning top of page 19. Here we have, what is truth? Herein is truth. Now, the, the question there, what is truth? I just gave you some truth. The Bible says, why does he yet find fault? I gave you some reasons. And those reasons are true. The, the two admissions, the last statement I read, uh, and uh, one of the first ones I read about the Gentiles' admission to wickedness and and rebellion to God, rebelling against God, those things are truth. The reasons are, are truth. What is truth? Herein is truth. The upcoming items are reading from the book. The upcoming items are given an answer to the question, what is truth? The upcoming statements, all of them, the Lord, all caps, is speaking to or regarding the Lord God, who is found to be the Son of God, who is found to be the man, Tommy L. Hart. John chapter 3, verse 34, he, Mr. Hart, whom God the Father has sent, speaketh the words of God. Psalm 19, verse 9, the judgments of the, of the Lord, all caps, are true and righteous altogether. Now, that's a good statement to remember. Let me read it again, coming from Psalm 19, verse 9. The judgments of the Lord, all caps, are true and righteous altogether. John, John 8, verse 16 says, my judgment is true says the Lord. Revelation 19, verse 9, these are the true sayings of God the Father regarding the man, Tommy L. Hart. Isaiah 37, verse 22, the word which Lord all caps has spoken concerning him, the son, Tommy L. Hart. <coughs> Acts 7, verse 1, these things are so, and that so means true. These things are true. These things will be about the man, Tommy L. Hart. And the Bible speaks about him. Those who follow me should know that, should well know that by now. Not just know it, but well know it. No doubt. Okay? Uh, these things are so. Revelation. Now, there's a, a statement or a question in Acts, maybe chapter 7, verse 1, that says, are these things so? Okay. Acts 7 verse 1 says these things are so. We take the words, some of the words in Acts 7 verse 1 to say these things are so. Revelation 10 verse 7, the mystery of God, the Son, should be finished. A certification. Truth is the aim, says Plato. King James Bible asked the question, what is truth? Plato says, truth is the aim. 
Okay. Uh, in this part, we have the witness of God the Father, First John 5, verse 9, which he has testified of his son. John 18, verse 38, what is truth? Acts 7, verse 1, these things are so, these things are true. Psalm 33, verse 4, the word of Lord all caps is right. Now, the Bible says the word of the Lord is right. Okay, it's two laws. The Bible talks about two laws, Lord all caps and the Lord God, that Lord being spelled or uh, being written, capital L, lowercase O-R-D. All right? So we have to know what Lord is speaking or being talked about. We have to know what's going on. Acts, and remember, these things are God's word relating and having to do with the man, Tommy L. Hart, who is found to be the King James Bible's Lord God, O-R-D, Son of God. Acts 8, verse 10. This man, Tommy L. Hart, is the great power of God. He is the great power having the designation of God. 1 John 5, verse 20, this is the true God. Remember, these statements are speaking of, speaking of the man, Tommy L. Hart. Right? How many times did I have to say that? 2 Samuel 7, verse 28, And now, O Lord God, thou art that God, and thy words be true. The Father talking to the Son, Tommy L. Hart. Psalm 77, verse 14, Thou, Tommy L. Hart, art the God that doest wonders. You know, the Bible says, get wisdom, get knowledge, get understanding. It even goes on to say, with all thy getting, get understanding. Okay? Truth is the aim, says Plato. Truth. Knowledge of the truth. Understanding of the truth. Knowing the truth. Statement says uh, that all men should come to the truth. All men should come to the knowledge of the truth. How do men do that? What is there a way mankind can come to the knowledge of King James Bible truth having to do with God, the Father, and Son? Is there a way? Is there such a way? Yes, there is. Listen to the man, Tommy L. Hart. The Bible says, the Lord giveth wisdom. If any man like wisdom, let him ask of God. The Bible says, seek ye the Lord. Yes, thou art the God that doest wonders. Second Corinthians 1 verse 18, God, the Son, is true. True. He's not a fake God. He is the true God. He is the true and living God at this time.
page 20, tops. Jeremiah 10.10, he, I just said it before I turn the page, he, Tommy L. Hart, at the time of this writing, is the living God. The Bible simply says he is the living God. According to the Bible, I, I am God and I am living at this time. The Bible's gods have always been men if you didn't know that. But all of that information, the details, is, are in Lawmaster Archive, and you should make use of Lawmaster Archive. It, it is, if you want knowledge of God, go to Lawmaster Archive. Very simple. Uh, Ecclesiastes 3.15, that which has been is now, God is in the flesh dwelling with men on the earth, as in the old, as in the days of old, being is now. Before the Gentile invasion of the black people, the Israelites, God was with men on earth, dwelling with his people. The Gentiles took took out God. They took God out, and they cast full of God, those who they did not kill and murder, into captivity, and they were made to do slave labor. The Israelites, the the King James Bible's people of God. John 8, verse 27, he, the Son, spake to them of the Father. I'm doing that now. I said these are words coming, these are statements coming from the Father uh, concerning the Son. John 8, 27, he spake to them of the Father. Well, the man, Tommy Hart has done that. He's identified the Father, and he's taught on the Father. He's identified works that have come from the Father. 1 John 4, 14, the Father sent the Son. Okay, that's clear. The Father sent the Son. Father God sent God the Son. And so I'm here coming to you by means of Blog Talk Radio. Luke twenty four twenty seven. He expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. I'm doing that now. Right now, I'm doing that. He, the Son, expounded to them, the people, in all the scriptures, the, son, the things concerning himself, the Son of God. Jeremiah 2.27, Thou hast brought me forth. Father speaking to the Son. Isaiah 57, 8, thou hast discovered thyself. Hmm. Great statement. The father tells the son, you have discovered yourself. I have discovered that according to King James Bible content on the subject, that I am the son of God. I have discovered that I, the son of God, am the Lord spoken of in Isaiah 40, verse 10, which statement says, 
the Lord God will come. That Lord is written using the capital L, lowercase O-R-D, to distinguish him from God, the, uh, the Lord God, the Father. That Lord is written in the King James Bible using all capital letters. I call him all caps, the Lord all caps. Distinguish him from the Son. Thou hast discovered thyself. I've discovered God the Son. Okay? It's in the book. You have discovered yourself. I came to the realization of who I am, King James Bible uh, content. Not according to your religion or nothing like that. Not according to your pastor, your Bible teacher, your preacher, whatever. But according to King James Bible content. Not according to any doctor, no matter how many degrees one or they may have. Not according to them, but according to the King James Bible, which they front with, the ministers. They hide behind. The King James Bible. Oh, like they so love the King James Bible and what it has to say. And they are despisers the word. They do not teach Bible truth. Well, that was in one hour statements in the first segment, wasn't it? I can't remember it word for word, but I remember it came up. They teach falsehoods. They, uh, yeah, something to that respect. They teach falsehoods. They speak lies against God. That came up in the first segment. Okay, I need to wrap this up. Luke 15, verse 17. He came to himself. The son came to himself. He finally realized, again, these two statements saying the same thing, uh, who who he was in the eyes of King James Bible content. He came to himself. He has discovered himself. Luke 8, verse 27 says, and he went forth. Remember the statement, the father sent the son? This statement says, Luke 8, Luke eight twenty-seven, and he, the son, went forth. They're going forth right now. John 3, verse 32 no man, the son, receiveth his, the father's, testimony of himself. Even the, test, the father's testimony of himself. No man receiveth his testimony. And remember, no man in the King James Bible is a moniker, which is a nickname for the Lord God, the son. All right? The promised and predicted one in Isaiah uh, chapter 40, verse 10. The promise and predicted one is here. You hear him speaking at this time. Psalm 86, verse 10. Thou art great and doest wondrous things. Thou art God alone. That's, what, that's the father talking to the son. Tommy L. Hart is the son. He discovered that he himself is the son, the King James Bible's son of God. 
I need to close here before I'm cut off. These things are self-explanatory because I put things in in context. And that's my, that, that's, that was my duty to do those things, the things I've done. The statement said what? Thou hast done wondrous things. Thou art God alone. So the father saying, what I've done with regard to King James Bible content and my analysis of that matter is a wondrous thing. Is it wonderful to you? Or do you despise truth? But anyway, uh, follow me on Twitter. Always make Lawmaster Archive your dwelling place. Do go by Amazon.com. Uh, do go to Amazon Bookstore and order from my list of books. My name, Tommy, L, middle initial, Hart, H-A-R-T. Okay, do that. Think upon these things. Act upon these things. Believe these things. Believe these things because these things are so. Join me next time.